Denebicast is back. The long-awaited revival of the world-famous Denebola podcast is back. With a little help from former hosts Ben, Diego, and Josh, the podcast is back on its feet. That is a very impressive take. Uh, take. Fantastic job. Thank you. That is probably the best rendition I've heard, um, other than myself. Um, but Denebicast is back. You've heard it here first. Um, if you don't know who that is, you probably don't follow De- uh, Denebola too much on social media. So I'm not sure how you found out about this podcast. Um, but that is the world-famous Taehong. Um, taken Denebola truly by storm, I'd say, in the past six months. So kind of just tell us about how you got involved in Denebola and when you started. I started Denebola in the middle of my sophomore year. And I had Mr. Lee as a teacher. And he was just like, you should join. And so I did. But, yeah, that's it. Yeah, what was, what was like the first stuff you did in Denebla? Because I know you've now covered a lot of social media stuff, a lot of graphic stuff, um, a lot of writing stuff. What was the first thing you kind of got introduced in for Denebla? I started writing for opinions, and then in my junior year, I kind of started branching out, and I started making videos. I started writing for arts more than I did in opinions, and I also started running graphics and making graphics as well. Well, we've loved so much what you've been doing, and you've totally taken a different direction from what we've seen in the past with your Fit Check Friday videos. And So what kind of motivated you to do those? Um, Mr. Lee actually said something kind of like a joke. He was like, you should film teachers' outfits, and then me and my friend Maya like turned to each other and said, Fit Check Fridays, and we started filming that day. And it kind of grew over time. Yeah, I think just from that one moment of like the realization that you could kind of turn... Um, I think the way that, you know, kids now look at, you know, media at Newton South um, since the start of those videos um, has completely shifted, um, you know, with the idea of being videoed in the hallway and kind of, you know, the culture around wanting to appear in some of those videos and the, you know, kind of hype you've been able to build up for those. Did you ever anticipate that when you started it? I really didn't. Like, at first I thought no one was going to watch it. I was really doing it for fun. And as more people, like... When people would ask me about it in school, I was, like, taken aback because I didn't even realize, like, people knew what it was. Yeah, I think because I've done, obviously, a lot of work in social media, I think the blessing with the Denebla social medias has been that, I don't have the pure statistics on this, but I think that we can both agree that the eyes and the attention and the views that get onto the stuff that's put on the social media is way higher than a regular article. You know, I, I looked just very quickly, and the most recent, what you're listening to, which we'll talk about a little bit later, um, has 8,000 views. And that, I'm guessing, is the most viewed thing that Denebla has ever put out. Uh, I think that just kind of speaks to the power um, of social media, so. Did, did you say 8,000? Yeah. On, Eight. Wait, on the Fit Check Friday video? On the, what are you listening to video? On the, what are you listening yeah. to? That's crazy. Yeah, that is. No, but also, um, I don't know if you guys have realized this, but, People watch my videos not from Newman South. Like I have a bunch of friends um, in Brookline, and they are they're, like they're obsessed with it. Well, they're, they're my friends, but and they actually told me they're trying to start their own version at VHS, which I think is kind of cool because I like inspired them. I guess that's dope. Really a trendsetter. Yeah, um, yeah it, your audience absolutely does reach far beyond just the walls of South. One of my friends, shout out Brady, Kajudo. He, was, he hit me up on Snapchat and he said, Justin, what's Denebola? And I said, it's our school newspaper. Why do you ask? And he said, because on my Explore page on Instagram, you saw a Fit Check Friday video oh, on wow. Reels. And I was like, whoa. 
look at that. So it definitely gets around. Uh, yeah, keep it up. Yeah, I think that's credited a lot to the work um, that you know Tay has done to promote the videos, but also make content that is engaging. Yeah. I know that you know you've done a really good job promoting them, and so you know the social media kind of has its life of its own on that. Um, I know I've also had friends who've reached out and have like you know quoted it. You know, I obviously watch all the videos, but they'll like send a little quote from the video, like, "What are you talking about?" It's like, "Oh, it's from Fitcheck Friday." And I was like, "Wow, this is really impactful." So, you know, where did you kind of get the inspiration to? No, that's not inventing. Um, what like what other types of video you know experience did you have before starting to make these videos? Well, I was in NMC in sophomore year, which obviously does a lot with media, more with podcasts in sophomore year. But I also took video class. I just think I've always been interested in, you know, like media and production. Do you do any stuff outside of Denebla? I don't, but I feel like I will in the future. Um, and a lot of your content has been cool stuff like that's really engaging, like fashion and music. Tell us a little bit more about like your kind of your background in that. Like, what are your what are your interests in fashion? And what what is your favorite go to music? In fashion, oh well, I really like hoodies, like Quicksilver hoodies, and just like comfy stuff. Um, as for music, um, I'm not sure, if I, it's a little bit embarrassing, but... Um, <laughs> no such thing. No sure. I really like rap, if that's big, it's a large umbrella category. Um, one of my favorite artists right now is Lucky. I'm actually going to his concert on Thursday, I'm so excited. On you guys Thursday? can see this, yeah. but Aiden just to Boston on Thursday? flexed. Yeah. No, that's sick. There's still tickets. I was actually going to ask you about that because I love Lucky also. And I was, so Justin's recent video, the the one he made for track, I saw you commented on it and I saw you had the, I forget what watch the album back. cover. Yeah, watch you had back. the Watch My Back yeah. cover and I was about to, I wanted to bring that up. That's so sick. I love that album. It's my favorite album. Yeah. Damn. Wait, That's where, what type of music? Where's he playing in Boston? I think Paradise. I'm so excited. That's sick. I'm so excited. So yeah, that's kind of my music taste and similar artists to that. Word. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. What a great what a great connection. I told you, I told you. That's <laughs> dope. Lucky's up next, I yeah, guess. I mean last episode we said he's we said he's on his way up, but we talked about him last episode? Yeah. I don't know that I've actually written a couple okay. articles about him. About Check Lucky? On yeah. Denebola? Yeah, on arts. Wow. So you've either of you guys ever listened to a Lucky song? No. If I had listened to one, you Tay, which one? Out. You've never listened to Lucky? Just listen to the whole watch. No, no, give me give me ugh, fine. Whole Which watch album? My watch my back. It's like pink. It's okay. actually my home screen. <laughs> Dude. All right. So All right. Well, I will. I will definitely check it out. You briefly mentioned there about the arts articles that you've written. Yes. And you've also written a lot of opinion articles. Yes. What are your favorite opinion articles to write? My favorite opinion articles. I feel like I don't like to write about. Um, current events that much. I just like to write about random things like unpopular opinions because I feel like it's really easy for me to write about because I have strong opinions about that type of stuff. And also, I feel like it has a greater um, audience because it's like related to school or like our generation. Yeah, absolutely. I see a lot of crossover kind of between the art side and the opinion yeah, side, which I think kind of truly speaks to your ability to you know cross platforms do a, you know, great job writing articles and, you know, also producing uh, videos. Moving into kind of the future of Denebla, where do you see yourself fitting in? I feel like I definitely will continue to write a lot for arts. Um, I feel like I'll move away for, from graphics a little because I'm not very good at it. But 
Yeah, I'm just like really passionate about arts and I listen to music all the time. Like, I feel like Brendan, you've seen me with headphones like every time I pass in the hallway. So it's just like, I'm not knowledgeable, but it's like one of my interests. Yeah, speaking of headphones, maybe a little bit uh, back to the headphones. Uh, wow. If you think about, uh, that's a crazy reference. Uh, if you're Isabel Anzillo, you'll get that one. But speaking of headphones, you've done a lot of stuff of like, you know, what are you listening to in the hallways? Um, obviously you did it with Shoshana as well. Uh, I think at Newton South, you have a very good kind of idea and taste of the art. So what are students listening to? Art students? What are they listening to? Like no, what are, what are general students listening oh. to? Or art students? Um, don't say well, you. Don't say you. I was going <laughs> to say that. I was going to say that just because he has appeared on multiple of the videos and he's obviously grown on like TikTok and other platforms. Um, so I, was, I would say music like that, but also kind of indie, I think, is really popular, like Mac DeMarco, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I feel like South has a really broad range of music anyways. Yeah. I mean, I just think that so many kids like me, and I guess like you, are always wearing headphones in the hallway, yeah. kind of living in our own worlds. And so, like, that's done such a beautiful, been such a beautiful way of kind of uniting people, especially, like, more introverted people. Yeah. And so, I just think that's awesome. And I, I think what you're doing is so cool, because, like, we obviously didn't start the podcast, but we've kind of taken the podcast and kind of brought it to a little bit of a new level. And you've already offered these two new, totally new forms of media that, like, I think should continue at South like for years and years to come even after you're gone so like sort of leaving that legacy is such an awesome thing and I and I don't I don't know like what do you want to when you're all said and done with your Denebola career where do you want to what do you want to have done what more do you want to achieve um right now I almost have no goals for my life I don't know if that makes sense mm -hmm. because I feel like there's so many like open doors um, but I could see myself in like journalism. I feel like it would be a good major for me. Um, maybe film too. I don't know. I'm just very interested in arts. Absolutely. At this point, you know, today the world's your clamshell oyster. That's not what they say. No, yeah, but thus far you've definitely inspired a generation of media. You mentioned early in the podcast how Mr. Lee, I guess, put you onto the Nebula and, and inspired you to make some more content. You met Mr. Lee through NMC. Tell us about how that's, I guess, shifted and what you've learned from NMC from the content creation aspect, whether it's audio engineering or film visual stuff. Because on this podcast, we're big, big pro NMC, um, I guess, connoisseurs and yeah. just advocates. So, yeah. You guys are NMC al alumni, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so you know, it's like such a great program. Like, they have the equipment you need that you wouldn't have available to you if you didn't take the program. And Mr. Weintraub, my teacher now, he's so knowledgeable in like film, because he's a film teacher. But it's just like, there's a lot of support with the projects. And even if you're a beginner and you have like no experience at all, you can get that experience in N NMC. And I've learned so much through my two years of NMC. It's a really great community. Yeah, I think the best part, at least that I've seen in NMCs, uh, and in film studies, if you're looking you know, for classes next year, is that the teachers and the community cares so much more about the quality and result of the content and they're so willing to push back deadlines and give you the resources you need. And I think that's definitely been a blessing and has truly helped students like yourself, you know, even though you were maybe online last year and stuff like that, you know, reach a higher level of journalism and storytelling that you wouldn't have if you're gonna write, 
or if you're given a certain deadline. I think that's definitely a blessing and something that I've taken away in my media creation uh, in Denebola. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like they give such good feedback that you wouldn't get if you were trying to learn on your own. So, yeah, they're great teachers. Yeah, and I, we just talked about this before we started the episode, but looking for next year, what do you, are you thinking about, like, film studies, Lang? What, what, are, yeah. what are you thinking? So right now, I actually have my registration worksheet open. I'm planning on taking film studies in Lang, which I've heard is basically like NMC for seniors. Do you know who takes film studies in Lang? Aiden Geezer and myself. Yes, sir. So I'm excited for that. What else are you looking for? Any, any other classes that uh, I didn't set that sparked your interest? Um, I'm Maybe away from the media side. Yeah, um, I'm planning to take the continuing like ceramics because I'm in like ceramics studio mm-hmm. right now. It's so fun. I love clay. It's like fun. <laughs> but yeah, and maybe, um, I don't know, I'm going to take Spanish, Yoko, Film Studies, AP Lang, Math 4, Spanish, AP Art, and photography, and I might TA for Mr. Lee again next year. Sounds like a fire schedule to me. Yeah, that's a phenomenal lineup. Thank you. <laughs> wait, was there no history in there? No, wait, am I required to take history? No, you're not. Oh. I respect I that. Did, I didn't take history. Okay, good. You didn't? Come go. What are you talking about? Along with the podcast. Uh, I must have just been thinking about social science, uh, science specifically, because I didn't take a physics or bio this year, but it's fine. <laughs> Wouldn't have expected Aiden, uh, Brendan to just know my schedule off the back of his hand. Like, I know your schedule. You have the same <laughs> that's, teacher. That's, that's what I think my best quality is. I know people's schedules yeah. so well. Clearly. You had CompGov last block yesterday. I did. You had CompGov last block today. All right. Yeah, We've we, gone into we, a warm hole. We had CompGov. <laughs> speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of classes in general, I've noticed something at Newton South that I wanted to bring onto the podcast today. And I'm not, this is not going to, you know, bash any teachers. But I think that teachers at Newton South have forgotten about a very important quality of classroom and community building. Not all teachers. But the value of the turn and talk has gone to waste. Ever since we came back from Zoom, so rarely will my teachers say, turn and talk to your partner. And it's been a very frustrating thing. Because someone like myself who's very social and loves talking and really gets enjoyment out of school from building those social connections, it's been hard. Have you guys experienced that same thing? Definitely. Yeah. Sure, without a doubt. Definitely. And, and I've kind of, in my classes this year, the only times I've really had those experiences to get conversation, I've kind of been in front of the whole class. I can be a little introverted at times, and especially when you kind of take in these harder classes like the AP Langs, the Comp Govs. Everyone around you is so well-versed in these things and speaks with such conviction. It's a little difficult sometimes to get words out there, you know? And so I, I agree. I think there's so much value to just turning to someone you're a little more comfortable with and, I don't know, makes everybody a little bit smarter. And it kind of, it, But it also fosters that environment, that community aspect, which is so crucial. No, but that, I mean, I agree fully, wholeheartedly, and that's a great point. You know, that's how you make friends if you are put in that position and opportunity to talk to others who you may not generally talk to. Obviously, we have to you know, note and mention that with contract, ta- contract tracing earlier in the year, that might have been made difficult mm-hmm. to do, things of that nature. But, I mean, at this point in time, some schools in Massachusetts aren't even wearing masks. True. School committee is talking about that tonight. They're voting on March 7th, which, you know, who knows what it's going to take us. But I think that the thing with masks is that, you know, I think all of us, um, have formed such good connections with our peers from, you know, having those opportunities to turn and talk. Obviously, 
for K, it's probably different because you, you know, we're only in the school for a limited amount of time. And I think that I can definitely see the benefits uh, and the drawbacks of both sides. But, um, you know, I'm not really sure what that decision is going to take us in the school committee. Um, so we'll have to see. Uh, do you have any, well, I, two things I want to say about this. First of all, do you have any inside scoop on this? Do, do I have any inside scoop? Inside scoop with the moose. I think that if I had to make a prediction, I would say that they're probably going to vote to get rid of masks. But I don't know because the meeting is tonight, so this might be a little bit outdated once the podcast comes out. Um, so they're going to, obviously, school committee members will share their opinions a little more. But I think that with the cases where they are and, you know, general health of students at Newton South, um, not all people, but I, I think that it'll be a really good way, uh, at least I would think it'd be a positive way um, for students to end, um, you know, the last couple months of school when students will probably be also utilizing some of the outside spaces as well. But who knows? I think at the end of the day, we'll, you know, make the best of it and it is what it is. Right. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to say about that was I, I was talking to Luke, we know Luke, and one in CompGov actually, mm-hmm. and you know everybody seems to have a different feeling about masks. There's there's those who wear it like over their chin, however obnoxious they are. There's those who wear two masks. There's those who wear the can ninety-fives. All are welcome, obviously. All are appreciated. However, I we there's this kind of growing feeling I've had a little bit that it could be a little polarizing once the masks come off because. It, it would be optional, right? I gotta shave way more often. Yeah, well, there's that, but like, do you think there's gonna be kind of a disconnect between those who wanna keep them on and those who don't? I don't know. I just, I don't want, I would take I, off my mask, but I kind of feel like I don't wanna, I don't wanna be imposing anything on those who wanna keep their mask on, you know? So that's kind of been a exactly. little bit of a struggle like, I've noticed. That's a great point, and I hadn't thought about that till right now, but you raise a great hypothetical, and truth be told, I don't know. What happened? I mean, I guess we'll have to see, but that's, that's a great point. Tay, how do you think the junior class feels about masks? There's a huge range. I mean, some people wear, like, double KN95, which is on the more extreme side, and then some people, like, don't even wear their masks. Sometimes in the hallway I see people without a mask, like, in their hand. Um, but I feel like if there's going to be mask optional, a lot of people will feel the pressure not to wear their mask if everyone else is not wearing their mask, and that make the that might make them feel unsafe, like if they have, like, I don't know, a family member or whatever. So I definitely don't want people to feel pressure to, like, not wear their mask or pressure to wear their mask, which I feel like might happen. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like what Aiden was saying. I think it could create kind of a weird, you know, awkward tension between people who you're very close with um, who may have different opinions on you on this one thing. And I, I think it, you know, for that reason, maybe they will keep, um, you know, the mandate on because at the end of the day, it's pretty easy thing to do and it's not really hurting anybody mm. it's con- there's levels to this absolutely absolutely I don't know yeah it's sort of like that feeling of like haven't you guys gone to like any states like like Florida or Arizona or anything yeah, like yeah, this yeah. during the pandemic and like it's like no one's wearing yeah nobody's wearing a mask but like I don't, I don't know it's, it's just weird I think it's gonna be a lot of I don't know a lot of just relearning and like adapting that everybody's gonna have to do Sure. Yeah, it'll be a slow uh, transition, I yeah. think, into the... So we'll have to see. Yeah, 100%. I'm looking forward to it, though. Yeah. Speaking of kind of looking forward to and, you know, getting past, um, you know, my role as, uh, you know, like, Deneba Social Media, and a lot of my roles 
are ending. And I think that I took it like, you know, a lot of the main things I did in high school um, were during my junior year um, when I had a lot of free time. So, Tay, what other things have you taken advantage of in your junior year um, and kind of capture high school? Because once you're a senior, you may not think it right now. When I was sitting, or when I was your age, I was like, oh, when I'm a senior, I'll still kind of have the same passion and drive to do things. But it does fade away. So what type of, type of things have you kind of taken advantage of in your junior year? I feel like my junior year might be different from your junior year because you probably had more free time being, mm-hmm. like, online. So I find myself not having that much free time, actually. Like, I feel like I want to relax a lot and, like, watch TV, but, like, I haven't. Like, I just want to watch a TV show, but I'm just, like, so busy with work. But, like, during COVID, like, my sophomore year, that's kind of why I, start, like, joined Denebola because I had so much free time and I just, like, wanted to do something productive besides just, like, being at home and, like, everything that, like, quarantine stuff. Yeah. Has it been kind of a rough adjustment going from, has it kind of felt like zero to 100 from sophomore yeah. to junior year? Sophomore year, I didn't do any work. Well, not any work, but, like, barely anything. I had so much free time. And now, like, having no free time, it's a little hard. But I feel like it's good practice for next year because I feel like workload will be pretty much the same. Yeah, I really wonder where where it's going next year because will it go back to what it was when we were younger? Who knows? I think that, like, we've been talking about a while, the adaptability of Newton-South has been... Um, really challenged in the past three years. Um, so I think it'll be interesting, like, um, kind of talking about, like, Fit Check Friday and stuff like that. I don't know how open previous, you know, administrators would have been to having, you know, cameras in the hallways and doing stuff like that. I think that's something that's been kind of a very big positive is that um, coming back, we've been able to, you know, open up a little bit more and share the community of Newton South um, and, and kind of foster that those bonds. Yeah, that's, that's the beauty of it, you know. For Lang, uh, an assignment that we had recently was talking about a A through F grading scale, and like, if we want to continue with that, and like, if a new system was were proposed, like, would we be down? And you know, I, I kind of thought it was ridiculous before I read into it a little bit. And you know, I just like in the theme of things, I've, I've kind, I'm kind of interested in what like I know that's a big step, but what do you guys think about that? I feel like it'd be a good step in the right direction because a lot of things here are like very grade based and like result based like what's the number you get on this test what's the grade but I feel like we should be more focused on the process of learning and you know the, the actual content whether like other than the result you get on a test yeah. so I feel like that would be actually really good for our school yeah no I, I agree that's kind of what I argued what do you guys think yeah I'd agree I mean from experience New South is a very competitive has a very competitive climate climate when it comes to this sort of thing so I think moving away from that uh, grading schedule would, I guess, help distance ourselves from that. That being said, though, you do have to realize and take into account things from, like, other co- schools across the country mm-hmm. probably won't do this for a number of reasons, but how is that going to reflect in your transcripts? So I'm sure you guys probably went and flushed out more in length, but just, just things like that. Yeah, uh, Tay, you mentioned you're taking film studies. Um, I just recently wrote bit of a you know essay about this but my favorite class I've taken um, in high school you know I think NMC was probably my favorite class but the disruptions um, you know changed that a little bit by far my favorite class I've taken in high school was my film studies class this year um, and I know I've talked about this a little bit um, with Justin but it comes down to the fact that the material is so new and that everybody taking the class really wants to learn it and they have such a passion for um, you know even if they didn't come into the beginning of the year, the curriculum has been set up 
um, by Mr. Weintraub to make students really buy in. And it's, you know, everybody in the class kind of has this mentality that we're all going to help each other to learn. And I think, you know, the way that the class has been set up, even though it has, you know, the regular grading system, kind of transitioning to those more, you know, ideas of I'd rather get to master all the material than get an A on this test. And that's something that Mr. Weintraub has done, you know, with accepting all late work um, because I think the way that he feels and the way that, you know, I'm not sure if it's his doing or, you know, he'll have to correct us on this, um, you know, curriculum, stuff like that. Um, just being able to, you know, pass in any work late um, because at the end of the day, you know, grades in high school do matter, but what the, you know, transitioning away from a traditional grading system would look like is you'd rather have kids master all the material. And this year in film studies, uh, I didn't get the greatest grades and I was a little frustrated with that, but I realized I've learned the most in this class. And I think if Newton Seth can transition to a model where that's the case all the time, then we'll be in a position to set up all of our students for success. Word, yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I with classes like film studies, I think there's such a beauty in, you know, teachers being able to really buy into their, their respective niches. And like so Mr. Weintraub, obviously his niche is film, and like he teaches that class with such like passion and he really wants all of his students to learn and they buy in too. And I just like one thing I, I just is there a way like I wish there was a way all classes could be like that, you know, because like I feel like you're not going to get that same vibe in like, you know, like maybe ACP chemistry sophomore year, you know, it's, it's, and it's just like, so it's hard to find answers to these questions. Absolutely. I think that's why they're you know, interesting to talk it through and think about because at the end of the day at Newton South, there's only so much change that can be done because of the restrictions, you know, on the city level or on the state level. So I think that in order for some of these bigger changes to happen, you know, like the grading system or kind of like policy to talk about, like attendance policy and stuff like that. It takes a lot of time, and you know we'll have to see. I don't think any of those changes are really going to happen while all four of us are still in high school. We'll have to see that. So this was a question that I got asked on a college um, interview, and it seems that you have a good amount of expertise in a lot of different areas. So Tay, if you were to do a TED talk on one subject, what would you do it on? Um, my life, probably, <laughs> because that's an easy story to tell. But I don't know what else I would. I probably wouldn't give a TED Talk, realistically. That's very fair. What about, um, do you think, your life in specific would make a good good story, a good TED Talk? Um, maybe COVID. That's kind of basic. Or maybe, like, dealing with divorce. I don't know. I don't really have any other big, like, stories in my life. I feel like you're sleeping on yourself right now. I don't know. <laughs> I can't really think of anything else you right now. You just said that you made the like most video with the most views ever in Denevola history. Do you know how many people have done Denevola? Like that's something to actually be really proud of. I like absolutely. But I feel like it's not a good TED Talk story. No, but it is because, I mean, I know just on a Newton South level, you've inspired so many people with what you've done. So to just think, and you said your friends in Brookline. He said there are people who have got that. Come up to me. Uh, mm -hmm. I know you've experienced it too. I mean, like. Can I make videos like this? I want to do a yeah, taste Luca of it. Yeah, Luca today. Literally, literally. Yep. Yeah. Think Let's about that. Think about Ted. Think about that on a global scale. Like genuinely. I mean, That's global scary. is kind of ambitious, but like, you know, no dreams are too big, and I, I feel like you're doing something cool. You're doing something unique. Thank Talk you. about that. You know. Yeah, maybe that would be my topic then. I don't know. I think all of us are such you know, strong, 
um, you know, like consumers in, of media and really passionate about that. And I think you see the people that have succeeded, um, you know, very highly uh, on a small scale at Newton South, definitely like yourself, have been super forefront and passionate and kind of just like defied all the odds and done what they wanted to do. And I think that's such a commendable thing that you've been able to achieve at Noon South and through Denebola to, you know, kind of create community um, without the traditional community. Because I know some of my like favorite creators will talk about how these like relationships where you only really know somebody through the internet. And I think at Newton South, we don't have many of those people, but you've definitely been able to become one of them. So kind of what has that experience been like, you know, being uh, a figure of Denebola where people maybe have never talked to you in person, but they feel like they know you. Um, I feel like I don't really get that a lot because I didn't even realize that people watch my videos until recently. Um, but along those lines, I feel like our generation is like really connected through the internet and like there's always these like generational jokes like on TikTok that everyone can kind of like connect over. And I feel like this is a smaller scale type of thing um, like that. Um, so I just feel like it kind of connects people more or and also it like it gets people more aware of the student body at our school because there's people I would have never talked to if I didn't like go up to them and film them. So honestly, making these videos has introduced me to a ton of people, especially seniors, because I feel like I wouldn't talk to seniors otherwise. Absolutely. I think it gives you such a good kind of idea and look into it. Maybe if you, you know, haven't really realized it yet, um, kind of the, the tap or the idea or the kind of knowledge you have about the culture and community of Newton South, um, I think whether you realize it or not, just going through the hallways um, and putting yourself out there is, is such like a commendable thing to do. Um, and, you know, asking people, you know, what are you listening to or like explain your outfit? I think doing those little things, um, you know, well, maybe in the moment you're not like specifically saying like, oh, this person's wearing this and that. Um, you're being able to get a really good understanding and idea of the Newton South community. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Um, also kind of related it's always so embarrassing or in the beginning it used to be so embarrassing for me to like go up with a camera like in a microphone or like walk around with the camera I'd be so embarrassed but over time I got used to it and I feel like as uh, Fit Check Fridays and all the other videos like kind of grew it became more normal to like be seen with the camera so I don't know I've just gotten a ton more comfortable yeah I mean just in terms of like integrating the or wait you're good in, in terms of like I still think we're, we were talking about that process of kind of getting back to like the community and like as like COVID's ending and stuff. I think people, I think we needed you this year. And I think that you did a lot more than you realize because like, I think the best people at Newton South are the people who kind of can have that uniting force, you know? Yeah. And like Brendan, like when we go to the basketball games and like everyone's quiet and we're sitting far apart from each other and he's like, yo, like we got to get together right now and we got to support the team. What you're doing is like, you're you're uniting everybody at South. Like they they know they, I, I don't know, feel, I'm I'm losing my words right now. But like, do you know what I'm saying? I couldn't agree with you more. I think that a lot of times at Newton South, um, there isn't a big sense of culture or spirit. But I think in the little ways of you know bringing people together, like on Fit Check Friday, um, you know, kids are so passionate about watching it, and wanting to be in it, as well as like the people who aren't actually in the Newton South community. Um, for example, like my parents. Like you said, say that your parents listen to Denebicast. Yeah. I think giving the outsiders a way in kind of shows that at Newton South, at least on the media aspect uh, and in the general culture aspect, um, you know, you've been able to 
shift the idea and, and bring students way closer together. Kind of like I was saying before, you know, the people in your videos become creators. Whether, you know, you're the main creator, um, you know, you're often walking around with the camera and the microphone, it's kind of become um, a big staple of yourself. But, you know, people who have been in those videos and who are, you know, talk about what they're wearing, those people become creators and it sparks conversation and it sparks people wanting to become friends with each other. And so if you see somebody in a video, oh, they're wearing, you know, for example, a Quicksilver hoodie. And then, like you're wearing today, uh, today you know, people will look at it and be like, oh, I have a bunch of Quicksilver hoodies. Maybe I'll go talk to them. So it, it totally sparks that community that we needed. And like Aiden said, absolutely, we need you this year. Thank you. Of course. I remember season four, Denevicast, we were having this conversation with Mr. Weintraub. And we asked something along the lines of what does spirit look like at Newton South? And he answered, more or less, it may not look like what it would look like at a Florida school where you have so many people in the stands at a football game or something of that nature, but we still have spirit. It's just in different different, um, different pockets of the school. And I think you absolutely are a figurehead and are pushing the forefront for that. So I commend you and keep it up to You were talking about how at the beginning, it felt so weird walking through the halls with a camera and asking random people. I definitely felt that too, but you took the risk and look how you paid, look how it's paid off this far. I mean, 8,000 views is still climbing, and I know all of us at this table know it's not going to stop there, so keep it up to Big Thank ups. You, I actually remember that episode. I started listening to Nebuchadnezzar like pretty early on, I would say, and I was listening to that episode while I was running through Cold Spring Park, and it inspired me to continue NMC the next year. So, thanks for the episode. We'll take a brief pause as someone is walking into our studio. It's Mr. Lee. Yeah. Wow. Hey. hey. Look, I'm on Denebicast. Uh, can I answer a quick question before you, before you leave? Um, if you think it about like Denebola Media, I know that people have been posting on you know, Denebola social media and, and making videos for a long time, but what are the biggest differences you've seen um, like this past year in producing media um, from Denebola? I think... I think every single every single volume has contributed to the fabric that we can understand um, is the the aesthetic or the clothing right uh, of the veneer of what we do. It's important to remember where we came from. When I first took over Denebola, thirteen people in a room. They wrote their ideas up on the board, and then they asked who wanted to take that story for that week. Now we have podcasts and, you know, recurring features like what are you listening to that people work on in the middle of the day. Um, alongside, we try to write articles. And look, my big thing about Tenebla has never been to produce amazing acts of journalism. It's been to do two things. One, give students a voice. And two, give students a place to explore and hone skills that they can carry on beyond high school. Am I super proud of everything that we do? Of course, because it fits those two things, right? Um, and so if you're asking the question, what has changed? I think that um, while we are still honoring those two things of giving students a voice and getting uh, students skills to carry on uh, beyond their time here itself, um, we're giving more versatile opportunities to do those two things, whether it's learning how to edit uh, or actually putting their physical voices out into the world like this. So, yeah, I'm so proud of this. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Lee. Nice. Cool. Thank you. Go.
Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Definitely take like next year. Great class. Okay. Transitioning back from what Mr. Lee just said, I think that um, this is kind of getting into what we talked about with Mr. Weintraub, um, but kind of the future of media production at Newton South. While you only have a, a year left, um, you're definitely going to, ins- you've inspired those younger than you. And so I think the four of us at this table definitely have. So I guess I'll pose the question to all of us. Where do we think media at Newton South is going? And by media, I mean, I guess, social media, but also um, just general works of journalism. Where do you think it's going in Newton South? Big places. Um, I feel like social media really unites everyone. Um, Like, for example, in NMC, we just started an NMC, like, group Instagram where we all are, like, logged in and, like, group posts. We kind of copied Da Vinci on that. But, like... (laughs) <laughs> it really connects like both like all the different blocks because there are different sections of NMC that you don't interact with at all. So I feel like with social media, you can really kind of see what like the other classes are doing and it just connects the whole community. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think I think Denebola has been such a catalyst for, I'm speaking more on my own personal growth mm-hmm. in terms of kind of me getting my own voice out there and like having people like kind of care. And it's I mean, I don't know. I'm speaking very much on a personal level, but it's at least motivated me. Like, I like last year, two years ago, I was gonna like apply to like be a business major or something like that. Now, now all my schools I applied is like to media schools, like communications stuff like that. You know, so I think the power of this is that, like Mr. Lee said, a, a core value is like giving kids a voice, and I think that South's a big school. It's, it's hard, you can kind of easily feel kind of swallowed. And I think things like the Nebula and even Lion's Roar, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that name on this, are, <laughs> they're just doing a great job providing, providing the platform, right? And I I'm just can't wait to, see, every year I've been here, it's gotten so much bigger and I just kind of can't wait to see what the future holds, you know? Definitely, uh, that's a story, not to put you on the spot, but that's a story I love to hear, you know? Uh, two years ago, you weren't making that much uh, media content, and then what? Two years later, you're co-host of the Nebulacast, New South Denebola podcast, the premiere. It's just world it's famous. World famous. No, but yeah, that's to quote you. That's dope. Appreciate you know? it. <laughs> All jokes aside, though, uh, I wholeheartedly agree. I think one aspect of content that I I think Tay already realized, maybe not consciously, is the consistency is so key when it comes to the media production the weekly episodes, the weekly features, that is a huge part and that keeps people engaged. So now when you're walking through the hallways on a Tuesday lunch block, long block, and people see you with the camera, they're gonna say, oh, I'd love to be on Fit Check Friday, or what are you listening to? Something like that. So I definitely think consistency is, is key in, in that sort of thing. But also just, like Aiden said, everybody has a voice, everybody has a story, so everyone can tell their story through whatever content or media platform they choose and decide to use. You know, Denebola is building that community and uniting our community, so I think uh, the more stories are told, the more people go out there with a camera, microphone, whatever the platform. Yeah, just a quick story. talked about the importance and power of consistency, and it's something that has caused, you know, many creators in our world that we view to burn out. But... Just a quick story. My friend texted me on Friday. Obviously, we just had vacation. He said, Brendan, where is Fit Check Friday? Why hasn't this come out yet? 
I'm like, well, we're on vacation, so relax a little bit there. But the fact that someone who doesn't go to this school texted me, who doesn't even make the video, why didn't Fit Check Friday come out? I was like, that is... That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. That is absolutely the power of, you know, when something... Um, you know, I think we've, as, as consumers of media, it's been very frustrating at times when, you know, your favorite creator who you love and it kind of becomes a part of your routine. Um, for example, like Casey Neistat, when I was a, a younger um, person, I would watch Casey Neistat every day, his daily vlogs. Um, and when he stopped doing those, like, I was sad. And that made me realize, one, it's weird because I don't know this guy. And two, how much of a daily routine that thing had become. And I think this, the Tuesday videos and the Friday videos, people look forward to them. You hear the culture, people talking in the hallways, but how excited they are for these videos to come out. So how do you think um, in the future you're going to work with consistency and use that to your benefit, but also make sure it doesn't, at the end of the day, become your downfall? Um, I feel like... Doing it on Fridays especially. Fridays is a good day to like celebrate and have something. And it's also easy because I can work on it the full week and like have it done on Friday. But with um, What Are You Listening To? I've been filming it during line block with Shosh. And then I edit it. And it used, it used to come out on Tuesday, but then I realized it was hard to edit it in one day. So now it comes out on Wednesday, actually. Um, but yeah, I've had a lot of people come up to me and be like, Pit Check Friday makes my Fridays. I'm always so excited to like look for them and watch them. I just feel like it's a great thing to like add something to someone's day every week. I think that at the end of the day, like Fit Check Friday and all these things are, are going to be things that you probably look back on and realize how important they were um, to you know building a community at the school. While you may not be like the loudest person, um, you know, going through the halls like doing crazy stuff, when people like see you, um, the way you've been able to use the media has given you such a big voice. And I think that tells such an important story of you don't have to be you know, the loudest person or doing the greatest stuff, but you can still be a leader and you can still be a trendsetter. I like that. Also, I feel like another aspect of the videos is it like, it makes, I don't know how to describe this, but you know those videos you see on like YouTube that are like how school was back in the 90s mm-hmm. and how school was like in the 80s and it has like the raw footage of like just mm-hmm. kids having fun and stuff. I really hope that people will like look back on these videos in like 30 years or something and like be like that was so cool or like that's cool to see what people wear because it's like a totally different style like probably vintage by then. So I feel like just like recording it and having footage of our generation is really important. I think that fashion um, specifically which was kind of the first main media thing you did you know you can look at what someone's wearing um, and if you have a little bit of knowledge, you've been around for a while, you can be like, oh, you know, that picture was taken from the 1980s and not know anything about anything else, just purely based on what they were wearing. And I think that, you know, using that knowledge, like you just said, of clothing, and because it's kind of people's first um, way to express themselves uh, in, a, in a kind of a year coming back where we didn't have much to express ourselves last year, I think showing that off was so important. So, like, personally, your style, what is it? Well, I feel like I don't have a style because I always want to dress comfy and it's, like, not my true style. I got Uggs and yoga pants and hoodie on right now. But I feel like if I could have a style, it would be, like, baggy jeans and maybe also hoodies, I guess. I don't know. My style changes through the seasons. Like, I dress more colorful and basic in the summer and then in the winter. 
I got a little more emo. <laughs> I just a little darker. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel that. You do thrift at all? Yes. Well, where's your go-to spot, if I may ask? Um, I usually go to Savers, but it's kind of overpriced, I feel like. There's this other place in Alston called, like, Urban Renewals, which is really good. But it's kind of hard because you have to, like, really look and, like, dig through buckets and trash. Yeah. Can I ask you guys a question? I love that. Describe your like styles or where you shop. Also, <laughs> this is the first guest to do that. So kudos to you. Um, you want me to go? All right, let's talk about thrifting for a second. I think that I've always been someone who's been very ambivalent um, when it comes to thrifting, and I've never actually tried it. Um, no one's ever taken me, which is a little bit sad. I'm I'm too nervous to go by myself. So if anyone's listening to this and like, hey, I Brandon, you're cool. Let's go thrifting. So that'd be something I'd be interested in doing. But I still, even when I'm there, I'd feel very ambivalent about it. But my style. I think that my style could probably be described um, as like pretty athletic. Even though the things I'm wearing are not always that athletic, it always usually like has an athletic brand or something behind it. Like right now I'm wearing um, my brother's cross-country um, sweatshirt. So I think I'm, I'm very much into those type of things. Um, I pretty much wear like, it's the winter, pretty much wear like khaki pants or like those type of shorts, um, you know, throughout the year. And then I think I'm also into, um, I wouldn't say I'm into old stuff. But I'm into stuff that it's like, my brother wore that, and now I think it's cool. For example, I was looking through his closet yesterday, and I found a 2016 like, MIAA Division One track and field shirt. So maybe that's not like, old stuff. I guess it's like reusing. But I'm into stuff that I think um, is interesting because someone I look up to wore it, or someone I look up to had a tie to it. Like this sweat sweater is Brad's, um, and that shirt's Brad. I think those cool things like that. Are kind of my style, but mainly just, you know, athletic stuff and um, stuff I like. I would also say your style has, like, a preppy aspect as well, especially with the khakis in yeah. Patagonia. Absolutely. All right, Miles, what do you think? It's a great question. This is, that was a, such a good question. I love that. Oh, my God, I want to hear this yeah, so badly. That's a great question. Um, for me, I'd have to, I'd have to think. Uh, I also feel that sort of seasonal... Wouldn't call it depression, but seasonal uh, shift and and um, fit in attire. Uh, I've noticed my mom called me out on it actually. She said, "Jay, why do you wear so much gray?" And I hadn't really been conscious of that, but I guess with the winter and the white and the monotonous of monotony of outside, you know, not the biggest fan of the winter for those <laughs> listening. I just, I guess, I just decide to at this point, specific time of year, I wear more gray and uh, monochrome colors. Um, currently I'm wearing jeans, a nice crew neck, and uh, I got this, well my friend got this when we, uh, we were thrifting. Justin, what is this? This is a necklace actually, for, for those of you listening, since sadly today we don't have a visual component. But gladly you'll still get to understand exactly what we're wearing. Yeah, yeah so I'll describe it. It's a ni- nice necklace with, uh, no I'm kidding, purple and black. <laughs> One thing that I've just realized is, what I used to do before I'd go to school is I'd sometimes browse on Pinterest at a board. I look at things, I've noticed that my style is absolutely influenced by artists and rappers that I listen to. For example, ASAP Rocky, Old Tyler the Creator, Earl Sweatshirt. Uh, artists of that generation because I'll wear the, the, the baggy, baggy crew necks, the, the jeans, the, the cargo pants. But at this point in time with this current You can pull this off? Weather, could I pull that off? We could drip it. <laughs> You're never wearing V-Lone. It's expensive. <laughs> One time I found a V-Lone shirt for like $25 and it was real too and I didn't get it. 
Why? I don't know. Because I wasn't that knowledgeable mm. about like brands. I was like, is this cringe? Like, would I wear this? <laughs> I <get laughs> like, that, would I, I be clowned for this? Mm. I don't know. So yeah. I didn't get it. I don't know. It was for the better. When I look back on me and Brendan's hype these days, I, I cringe. Yeah, exactly. yeah I but, but, I'm, but I'm also I'm happy that they were there. You know, a staple of my yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent shows the growth. Yeah, I mean, speaking of which, what are you wearing right now? Aiden? You know, Drew Bornstein. Whenever he sees me, he always says that I look like a crunchy jock, for what it's worth. And I don't he, really. He's got a good sense though. Yeah, and I don't know how to feel about that, but like. I'd say I have a He's pre- right. Wow. That's really I'm looking at you right now. It's a great take, Drew. I'd say I have a pretty versatile closet. I'm a big I'm a big Bur- Birkent- I'm a big Burks guy. I wear a lot of sweaters. I wear a lot of jeans. Some some days I'm dressing like Brendan a little preppy. But um I don't know. I but I'm also always wearing cozy fits and sometimes I'll pop out with like something like like a bait piece or like palace or like something something kinda unique. Um, and I and I really like kind of intertwining all those. Like I like sometimes I'll wear like s- something out of my mom's closet. Sometimes I'll wear something out of my dad's closet. You wore that Macklemore, like yeah. Oh my god, that was so cool. Yeah, thank like, you, thank you. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I also uh, I also kind of get that sentimental value thing that you were talking about. I love wearing like my dad's clothes, my older brother's clothes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to pinpoint like one thing about my style. I. I like my style. I think it's kind of unique. I, I think dressing is one of the, and as you find out on like Fitch X Fridays, it's like kind of one of the, one of the best like one of the only ways to really express yourself. That is, I don't know. But <laughs> I'm jumbling right now. I like your style. I feel like it has kind of a '90s vibe, like with the sweaters and jeans, and the Burks are like granola, I guess. Wow, you have a really fantastic <laughs> sense yeah. of style. Yeah. If I may pose just a, a quick question, um, kind of relating to this, if you could have like one specific piece of clothing, um, and you had to wear it for the rest of your life, you could wear one outfit for the rest of your life. What is it? I would say a black essentials hoodie, because it's minimalistic but also kind of cool and very simple. Right on. What about you guys? I I hate saying this, but I think the Air Force One, the white Air Force One, is like yeah. the most versatile, timeless shoe ever. And I hate saying it because it's not unique at all, but it you can wear that with any fit. Like mm-hmm. you can wear that when you're walking your dog at night. You can literally like you've seen you've seen me wear it with a blazer and yeah. a tie. I think that shoe is like just kinda timeless and that's one that I would always wear over anything else. But I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I just think versatility-wise, I'd have to go with that. It goes with, like, every style, too. Like, any style you can think of, I can think of a way to put the Air Force One on. Like, yeah. such a great shoe. Yeah, straight up. Great answer, Aiden. Thank you. I may not have the best answer, but first thing that comes to mind, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this, we were talking about um, things that go with every fit. If you see me through the halls... Hopefully, 11 yeah. times out of 10, I'll probably be wearing a black Adidas flat top. It's just a signature, and it's become a token of my current um, attire. I wear it every day. And that's not to say I don't have other hats. I have plenty. On this podcast, we even joked. Aiden even offered to buy you a new hat, and you said no. No, I, I have plenty of hats, but for whatever reason, I just prefer to wear this one. I like the way it sits in my hair. Looks um, good. 
Thanks, Brendan. How about you? Okay. I was going to say um, a suit because I think that Tay just gave me a <laughs> weird look. But let me explain myself, please. I think that suits... That's not my answer, but that's what I was going to say. I think that suits, um, they make you look really good. At least they make, I think they make me look very good. And I, I like looking good. I think it's good. It's, um, you know, I think it's, it's a, a positive all around. But then you can't really wear a suit all the time. So then I don't know. But what I've come to think is that, do you guys know, uh, what shorts are, they're kind of like pants, but they're like probably three-eighths of the length. And I think that, um, you know, just like a black pair of shorts is what I have to go with for the rest of my life because you can, you know, kind of... Specifically, I'm thinking of you know, like Viore shorts, if you know what those are. Um, you can wear them to work out. Aiden's going to Google them. Uh, you can wear them to work out. Um, but you can also wear them to kind of look nicer on a summer's day. And I think when I uh, come to the end of my life, I'll be wearing an, uh, living in an area that's a little bit warmer. So I'll say, nice black pair of shorts. I'm going to get climbed for that. But that's okay. I was really expecting you to say Patagonia quarter zip. Mm-hmm. Really? Kind of. No. I, think I feel like you wear quarter zips a lot. I wear this a lot. It's because it's Brad's. It's sick. That is sick. What happened to Cool Newton South Cross Country merch? That's a good question, actually. I'm not sure. <laughs> Wow. No, it's a good question. The, uh, yeah, it's a great question. <laughs> like, that's sick. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah. Okay, but that's, this is who we should really get on the podcast. Ben Weingart. That'd be a good episode. Who is that? I'm a junior, so I don't know who that is. Yeah, Tay doesn't know who that is. Who is <laughs> you know who that is? <laughs> yeah, but tell Tay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, um, Ben Weingart um, is the basically a track photographer, but um, he was at Newton South from 2011 to 2015. Uh, When I think back about Newton South and Newton South culture, I think of him because I went to a hockey game and he was wearing this construction hat that he'd made and he put a bunch of Newton South stickers on and stuff like that. And he embodied culture and he's a person that I've always looked up to and tried to, you know, get to that height. Part of the reason I wear this Patagonia quarter zip so much is because he made it and I thought it was cool. Part of the reason I got the word captain on my newest merch is because he did that. Whether it's like, oh, you shouldn't follow people. No, I thought it was really cool and I think that Ben Weinger is an awesome guy. And part of the culture that I've, you know, looked to take after was absolutely from him. I really respect how you follow like, like legacy. Like you seem like a firm believer in that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you will have that legacy too because I feel like a lot of people will be like, "Oh my God, I love Moose." <sighs> like people don't even know you and be like, "Oh my God, there's a Brendan!" Like at the front. Yeah. Like at a game or something. It's gonna be so hard to recreate though. Absolutely. Much appreciated. I I, I would give I would give anything, um, to be standing back, um, you know. I was in sixth grade. My brother was a senior. Um, standing next to Shadow Levy, uh, watching the girls' first round soccer game, cheering like crazy. You can look back at Denebo. There's actually a picture from that game um, where Brad is screaming like crazy. And just, I learned so much from sitting in those um, moments of Newton South culture 
that to me were like the biggest events. Like I would be sitting in my middle school class all day being so excited that my brother was going to take me to the football game or the soccer game the night before. And those are like, I'd always be told by my grandparents, like, most people don't do this. This isn't normal. I've never seen a kid like be taking his younger sibling to a game where there's going to be a bunch of swearing. But Brad truly gave me that introduction to high school culture, which has absolutely led to my success. And that's what I've said about Brad myself. Yeah. Loki, you're getting me a little fuzzy inside. That was not emotional. That was not awesome. Shout out Brad. Shout out Brad. Shout out Brad. Hopefully Brad listens to the podcast. Um, but we'll see. But those two guys, Brad Weissel, Ben Weingarten, who I looked at for New South Culture, because they do the same thing that I did. They stand at the front of the crowd and they get everybody going. And to me, it's such a little thing, but that's, that's culture. Um, but it's just sports. And there's so many other things. Like there's media. I think that when you think of pillars of Newton South culture right now at this school, maybe you think of myself. That could be a cocky thing to say. But I think that when I look back, I look at those people and I try to embody what they had. I think probably look at Tay. And they probably like it Justin, they probably like it Aiden. They say like those are the people, you know, being able to bring big groups of people together, I guess effortlessly isn't the right word, but naturally. Mm. Being able to bring people together under a common united interest. And I think that's what kind of makes Newton South, Newton South. Although, you know, we have some things at the school that, you know, are really frustrating that you're not able to, you know, get changed. Knowing that you can have those little cultural and close relationships that I think I've been lucky enough to form and find people who have the same beliefs as me um, is something that I've been super excited to that's why I, I like coming to the school so much and I've talked with this um, to get a little personal here uh, during the summer but I think at Newton South um, you know like me personally I wouldn't say that I have like one specific really close friend group but the thing that I always knew coming into the doors at Newton South is that I'm surrounded by so many people who have worked hard to form relationships with, so when I'm in the school building, I can be close to them. And that's something that I've absolutely um, been really happy that I've been able to you know, achieve at my time in Newton South. Brendan, you definitely know this, but everyone says that you have a very energetic personality, and I feel like sometimes at school we don't want to be here, but you definitely bring up the energy, like I said, and make people happier to be at school. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. And for sure. Um, something you said to Tay earlier, which I kind of want to ask you, is like talking about kind of burning out with that 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 feeling, you know, of kind of putting in that work like consistently. Do you ever, are there ever moment where moments where you kind of get that lapse in the in the love, or or never? I think I definitely um, feel that in the moments, and it's for like specific things, like. If I'm doing the noble, like, God, I hate posting the canceled list. But I know that if I post the canceled list, then I can grow the Denumba social media and I can build the community at Newton South that I want to do. So it's, it's things like that, where it's like, dude, posting that is terrible. But imagine posting that every day and not putting out any more content on that app. And that's what they used to do. You know, it's so frustrating to me. You have this platform and you're not using it. But going back to your question, I think that in terms of media and in terms of like what I've been able to you know, do at Newton South, I think that early in the indoor track season, I was like, this is so frustrating. Um, I, didn't, like, I wanted to be captain, but I wanted help. And I think that I wanted more people to step up. And I think it, it's times like that where it's, you know, I have to like look back and, and think about other things that I've achieved and how I've been able to overcome them and realize that 
the things I'm doing at South are important and the things I'm doing at South are easy because like one of the things I'm thinking about going to college is that I have so many relationships like I was talking about at Newton South that when you go to a new environment, a new school, um, you don't kind of have that uh, reputation isn't the right word, but that built up trust and the built up knowledge of the people around you. I think that's one of the greatest things about high school is because you basically, it's the same people every day, same classes, same stuff. And you're going to get to know those people so well. And that's why, you know, at the end of the day, if I'm getting really burnt out, um, you got to seize the moment. Sing for the moment, as maybe Eminem would say, which is one of my favorite songs. That's why I like Eminem so much, because it's so, it gets me so hyped up. I'm such a hype dude. Like, I'm just, um, that's just how I, I, I that sounds terrible, but that's how I roll. That's how I live my life. I, I'm going to, I'm going to put my effort in something wholeheartedly if I believe in it. And then if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. I, I mean, I think that's one of the most special things. I, I mean, I would move a long list about you. And I think you're kind of an inspiration to all of us. Thank you, Ed. Genuinely, wholeheartedly. Definitely. For sure. From experience being captain with you, Brendan, oh my God, some days was that tiring. But you were always there and led the team. Yeah. So no one else would rather be captain with Brendan. You know what's so nice about that, though? Like, it took so much energy about uh, out of me that at the end of the day, I was talking about this with Aiden. Like, over February break, I couldn't fall asleep till like, 2 a.m. Just because I wasn't expounding enough on my energy. Like, I was just, I was just, like, I had too much energy to fall asleep, so I would just, like, stay up super late. Mm. But, like, doing that stuff and putting my effort into school, I was, like, I was excited to go back to school yesterday on Monday. I was, like, okay, I'm going to be able to fall asleep easily. And I did because I put so much effort into the day. And I think that that's how you know you're really living your life to the, living your time at South, or time of the day to the, to the fullest you can. Then you're like, dude, I, I spent an hour on TikToks. So who knows? <laughs> going back to something you said about like going to college and kind of like restarting with people you don't know, I feel like one of the things really special about like, I guess high school or just Newton South in general, is just like walking through the hallway, like whether you're listening to music, but like I love walking through the hallway and like waving to all my friends or just like people I know like it just makes me feel more connected so let's put that out there oh yeah straight up I, I was I was kind of feeling something like that the other day and I was I recently I've like doing that more than I used to I'm always on my headphones on but I like always dapping everyone up like saying what's up and I just going to the future the future's so uncertain like who knows if you'll ever be in like kind of a place like this again you know it's kind of a weird feeling I've had kind of start to sit with me in the last few months as the future looms, you know? Yeah, I think that I was talking to people about this. Um, like, Aiden, you decided to do indoor track, right? Yeah. But it's, I don't know exactly why I did it, but it's because it's, it was one of the last times in your life that you know you're going to have that sort of community. If you're in college and if you do a sport, yeah, maybe you'll have the same thing. I'm not sure, you know, what your future holds for you. But I, I think that things like that give you such good routine and such good community building that, while you may have that in college on a small scale, I think you don't get introduced to as many maybe different people in those settings. But I'm, I'm not sure because I'm a senior in high school. So we'll see. All right, it's like four or four. This has been a phenomenal episode. Yeah. Been good. So, good stuff. Any last words? I would like to give a brief shout out. Maybe you should do it to Maya because if Maya was here, she'd also be sitting in the seat, but she's not here. So just give, give a little nice, nice words about Maya. Shout out Maya down in South Africa. Miss her a lot. I think she's coming back in May. So we've got a few months. 
But yeah, she's great. She has really good style. I've never seen her in sweatpants. I've never seen her in a hoodie. I've never seen her without a necklace on. Like, she really works hard on, on her style. Yeah, great person. Love her. Absolutely. Yeah. Denevacast is out.